<laughs> Did I scare you? listening to the podcast that answers the only question that matters in horror film did i scare you i am your host jake albrecht i am his co-host and america's little brother vin with also the same last name (laughs) you don't normally point that out but yeah that's true we have the same last name i also noticed you kind of threw like an exclamation point behind your name this time so how are you doing today vin (laughs) i'm I'm good. I am tremendous. Okay, you don't seem as good as you did when you were saying your name. Seems like you're you're downshifting almost immediately. I'm I'm just trying to temper my energy and save it for this tremendous podcast. Okay, well, this isn't the podcast where my brother starts off pretty strong and then tapers out afterwards. This is the podcast where we two brothers switch off picking horror movies in an attempt to scare the other one. Vinny? You selected the movie this week. What is the name of the movie you selected? I have selected for us a movie that initially I thought was a summertime movie, but immediately had gotten that taken away from me. I have selected the 2002 Eli Roth's Cabin Fever. Okay. I said that like a robot. Cabin Fever. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) like you were like the movie phone guy. (laughs) Like, press one for Cabin Fever. Press two for (laughs) Eli Roth. Press three for... Ryder Strong? (laughs) We could just keep going down the cast line, I guess. Jordan Ladd. The other ones. (laughs) (laughs) At least two members from Detroit Rock City. (laughs) Uh, Vinny, you say that this isn't a summer movie. However, within the confines of the movie... The semester ends, and then they go out to the cabin. So I believe we are supposed to understand this is summer, but obviously this was Eli Roth's first movie. They couldn't afford a cabin location in the summertime, so it's very clearly filmed during the fall, but I think we're supposed to interpret it as summer. Yeah, I mean, I have... Okay, so going into it, I have only watched this movie, I think... Maybe twice? I don't remember watching this movie that much. And I'll explain li- like why later. But yeah, to me, I was just like, they go into a cabin. There's a swimming scene. Clearly, this is a summer movie. And then as soon as the movie starts and the leaves are <laughs> orange, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, this is pretty much like I teased you about the first scene in Sleepaway Camp when they, <laughs> they go to the camp and it looks like it's in the fall. However, it's if it stayed in that for the whole movie, because in Sleepaway Camp, at least they go back to the summer after that. Right, right. So, you know, they had it right, which means they had the money for the cabins. Right, so you did answer my question that I normally ask, which is, have you seen this movie before? Uh, what was your impression of Cabin Fever the first few times you saw it? Ooh, so, Big Brother owned this movie on DVD a long time ago, and that's, that's actually that is how I got to watch this movie was with him. And 
I do not, I have no memory of watching this with you whatsoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You watched it with me. This is around, I don't know if it was the same time. When did Harold and Kumar go to White Castle come out? Uh, Maybe a year and a half after this. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I don't know. We started watching movies together, like, a bit after, like, once I started turning into a teenager. And I remember watching this movie with you and immediately being kind of freaked out over the premise. What about the premise freaked you out, Vin? Oh man, I'm kind of a germaphobe. Yes. So like when it <laughs> when it comes to like the sick or like things like that, it just feels too close to home. And yeah, this movie like dials that up to like you know, they they dial it up to the point where they tear the knob off. Yeah, because if you haven't watched a movie before this, which you really should because this is a spoiler podcast, but if you're going to Cody this up and you're just going to let us tell the movie to you, this is a movie where a group of, let's say, college-age kids go out into the woods and then a sick person encounters them and then they catch the sickness from him. And it seems to be, let's call it a skin illness. Yeah, it's like a flesh-eating virus or disease. Yeah, which is pretty terrifying in the yes. best of times. There's definitely parts about this where, like, post a pandemic where I'm like, oh, Jesus, are these people, like... Even these people who are, like, ready to, like, kill other people and not get sick, I'm like, but, like, you won't cover your fucking faces? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I have some pretty choice notes for those moments and whatnot, and it's... It's kind of funny that I I ended up picking this movie very shortly after of us coming out of this pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So before I own this movie, Vin, I remember renting it. Just I, I, I I'm absolutely positive that the only reason I saw this movie is because I'm like, that's the horror movie with Sean from Boy Meets World in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's how I was able to also put my fa- I think that's how you sold it to me too. Probably, yeah. Like you're like I, I'm gonna watch like Sean fuck some people up in this, and it's pretty much his only notable like movie role. Yeah. Nowadays, he runs a literature podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Good looked him you, up on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still kind of going strong. I'm sure Mr. Turner is very proud of him. (laughs) Rest in peace, Vader. Um, No, Mr. Turner. (laughs) He's the teacher that he ends up living with that, like, gets in a motorcycle crash and then disappears from the show forever. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, all right, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen Boy Meets World. I just thought that was his dad's last name. And oh, yeah, but, you know, for people who haven't seen Boy Meets World, yeah, Vader is his dad. No. <laughs> That's yeah, incredible. Well, I don't know why you're getting me caught up in Boy Meets World, but no. Big Van Vader isn't Sean's dad? I thought it was. No, Vader plays Ethan Soupley's dad in Boy Meets World. Oh, the bully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. We should start a Boy Meets World podcast. Anyways. Wow. You're trying to, like, get me on this. Anyways, (laughs) what I was going to say is I remember watching this movie. I rented it from Blockbuster with my friends, and we were all surprised at how funny we thought it was. I guess we will find out if that is an opinion that holds up. And then, yes, I bought the DVD, 
And I do remember watching all like the special features on it because there was like a six episode animated series called the rotten fruit that had nothing to do with any of this. It was just something else. Eli Roth did. Is it good? Yeah, it was sort of, <laughs> I <laughs> thought at the time it was, I am positive that I would not think that now, but it was sort of like the Californian raisins, but they were like, let's say like a disgusting Led Zeppelin style, like fruit band. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I remember them, like, pissing, like, juice on people at some point. <laughs> oh, man. Classic. All right, I don't... Is there anything else we want to talk about before we get into this? You mentioned that this was written and directed by Eli Roth, who... I did. He's probably more famous for the Hostel series after this. I did not know that. I think this is probably his best movie, although... He did... He also did The Green Inferno, too, which is... I think it's a prequel to I think Cannibal it's, Holocaust. I think he's just taking the name from it, but I don't... We would have to watch it to find out. Oh, God. I feel sick already. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything else to talk about before we get into this. Vinny, let us tarry no further. Let us get into the meat of this movie. Hmm. All right, well, we open on a white sheet with some birds chirping, and then we get some fly buzzing mixed in, and the sheet is starting to look sort of dirtier, and it progresses pretty slowly into a gross-looking sheet with, like, spotted spots on it, and then, like, the fly buzzing gets more intense as it goes until yeah. it's, it turns pretty much blood red. Yeah, I initially i kind of like this title card for sure at yeah, no, first I... well go ahead yeah it, it fits the mood of the movie and it's like it's pretty clever i would say it's in like the top five percent of like the movies we watch as far as title cards go right because it actually you know covers the subject pretty well also when i first it it, it dawned on me i'm like all right I can get my notes together on my phone and i look up and there i'm like and there's no sound. What's going on? And I start turning my volume up, and I'm like, I nope, nothing. And then the the flies start like humming very loudly, and I'm like, oh god, too loud, too loud. <laughs> so you know those flies came in real hot on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> you pumped their mic up too much, Ben. It did. All right, so eventually we get like the title card, and it has some basic early two thousands extreme. And I mean that with a capital X font. Oh, it'll come into play later. And then we get some establishing shots of the woods in autumn, which I immediately said, uh-oh, Vinny. <laughs> they fucked me, man. They really did. Yeah, and then right after that, some hunter is walking around with a dead rabbit puppet in his hands. <laughs> and he walks past what is pretty much immediately clear to be a dead dog, so... Stop the clock, question mark? I said another quick dog clock, man. We, The descent was one. Now this one, like, damn, it's just click, click. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, dead dogs just lying around. Vinny. Yeah, they don't even have a chance. No. DOA, I believe, is the phrase. <laughs> this guy somewhat insanely doesn't realize it's dead, kind of dangling the <laughs> rabbit in front of it, even though, like, the dog's <laughs> chest is open and it's not breathing. Yeah, that dog clearly... Its mouth is like just agaped and eyes are there's there's no movement whatsoever. And I'm like, yeah, that dog's dead. And he's like, here, dog. 
hair like, dog. Hey there, buddy. Hey, get a sniff of this rabbit. Hold on. Let me just kick these maggots off your chest. Just like starts like putting that rabbit in his, come on and eat it. Just you do it like this, it works the mouth. He's like, I see you doing that trick where you won't fog up the mirror when I hold it in front of you. <laughs> this dog's crazy. He can hold his breath for like five, maybe six days. So it doesn't dawn on this this hermit that his dog's dead until, well, he splits the fucking thing in half. And then a blood geyser goes off into his face. Yeah, the first of many. <laughs> you people like blood geysers? Because there's a lot of them in this movie. Yeah, they're going to be shooting blood in this movie like the rotten fruit likes to piss juice. <laughs> <laughs> Just shooting juice all over the place. So yeah, he screams with like a face full of blood. And then we cut to a hot brunette in a car doing some woo girl shit about finals being over. So, summertime question mark? Yeah. Well, you said that, think that they're college kids. They're definitely college kids. Because yeah. then she starts consoling this kid at this red light, telling him, don't do college. It's bullshit. And I'm like, you know what, Jake? She's right. I would say more counseling than consoling. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. She tells some kid uh, not to go to college, and her and her friends are in a Jeep with an open back, and as they drive off, the hot brunette asks the stoner dude in the back if he has smokes, and he says no, but he does have smokes. <laughs> I said hot, showed her. Yeah. Right also on it on his lap, he's got a Game Boy Advance, so, all right. Okay. <laughs> Ryder Strong kind of nods at him like, great joke, dude. <laughs> Did you recognize the stoner dude, Vin? I know him. I don't know the actor's name, though. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. His name is James DeBello. That's not like, he's not a famous enough person for me to call him that. But I know right. that. Yeah. Because this is a time of movies that I know probably best. But he was well, in I mean, Detroit Rock City. Yeah, he's reprised his role. Very similar in a lot of different movies. Yeah, he's like just sort of like the giggling, like dumb guy in a lot of shit. Yeah, he's typecasted for sure. Although he's got kind of a nasty edge to him in this, as we'll get to. A little bit. All right, so the hot brunette is getting handsy with the preppy blonde in the front. Did you recognize the blonde dude, Vin? Yeah, of course. I've seen him in a lot of stuff too. Again, don't know his name, but I saw him in the fame. I've said, I know him in a lot of movies, but I know him most recently in the movie Grind. I forgot about that fucking movie, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. What I was going to say is I remember him as one of the three teenagers at the beginning of uh, Super Troopers. Yes, that too. The one who uh, <laughs> tells the guy that he needs to pay him back for the mushrooms after he eats all of them. The mushrooms, the weed, all sure. stuff. I like him, though. I think he's pretty great. He plays a pretty good dick, as we'll see. So in the back, the stoner and a sleeping blonde lay their heads on Ryder Strong, and they pull up on a general store somewhere out in the country, and there's a kid with long blonde hair sitting in front. And Ryder Strong sits down next to this kid on a swing and holds his hand out, and the kid says (laughs) nothing and then just bites him. (laughs) Yeah, he fucking just mauls on his hand. Yep. A dude runs out of the store with the bat and tells the kid to stop biting like he's a fucking dog. <laughs> Ryder Strong. Yeah. Go ahead. 
I he <laughs> he pulls the kid's hair back, which is like no bad son. And then he's like basically tells Raya Strong, everybody knows not to sit next to Dennis. It's just like what, what, how, and who knows? And he's like because we saw him ate a horse once. I mean that kid's got powerful jaw strength, Jake. Hmm. This is what happens when you prepare jokes, huh? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Let me try that again. No, let's not. <laughs> yeah, Strong suggests maybe there should be a sign for not having Dennis Blade. <laughs> yeah. Members of ABC shows. But anyways, the store guy tells him to go around back to his stream to wash his hand, which I'm like, What? Yeah, it's like, don't you got fucking running water in your store? Yeah, my note is, oh yeah, this town's dying to go down to some disease. <laughs> it was so obvious, so quick. Alright, and the preppy the preppy kid suggests to the store owner that biting kids could fetch lawsuits. Which he just sort of narrows his eyes at him about. And then Strong goes around back and finds no stream initially, but a bunch of scrap metal. And then we get a weird quick cut to him just being by the stream all of a sudden with a dog barking. Yeah, well, he's got a couple of dogs that come up to him, and he puts his hands out to pet them. And I'm like, you better be careful because you're gambling with your hand again. Yeah, it's just like this dude has learned nothing. (laughs) It's just immediately, you know, Dennis, dogs, like, come on, man, everything's not to bite you. I imagine, like, underneath his shirt, he's scarred like Batman, but it's just from various things that have bit him in life. The silliest one was a, was a fucking, it was a boxster. <laughs> no, you know what the silliest one was, Vin, is that the uh, kid bit the horse, the horse bit Ryder Strong. <laughs> it was a real human centipede, except with the horse. I guess you would call it a horse centipede. You're proud of that one? <laughs> I'm not. But I can <laughs> sling this shit, I don't gotta write it down. It's pretty nice, I like it. Anyways, let's see. Yeah, right. There's a cartoonish southern Santa Claus inside. He's pointing out all his collectible bottles to the kids. He's a very sweetly man, you know. He's like, how I tell you about the the, uh, Charles right up there, you know? He's like, let me tell tell you what. This girl came in here, and she knocked over my bottles, and I said, you better not do that. That's what he sounds like. It's perfect. Oh, my God. Jake, you're southern Santa. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'm definitely not. No siree. <laughs> and we'll find out real quick why. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we will. The stoner uh, jokingly suggests that they get the preppy kid's mom fox piss as a present for letting them use the cabin. And Southern Santa Claus warns them not to drop the piss. as it will. You bring... gotta say it. He's like, oh, don't drop that piss because the foxes will come a running. You're gonna have friends that you never thought you would have. Yeah, he sort of reminds me of, like, Ron Funch's voice. <laughs> but uh, Ryder Strong's like, what's the fox piss for? Foxes. And then Blonde Pigtails asks him what the rifles are for. And Vinny, Southern Santa takes quite a turn here because he says they are for, and I hesitate to say this because it makes me extremely uncomfortable, N-words. Yeah. They- yeah, how'd you feel I about said, that, Finn? I said that that is one of the craziest heel turns I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, I was talking to my wife, Christine, about this movie yesterday, 
because it's like, oh, I have to watch this. And it's like, although I bet I could do it from memory. And then somewhere in me trying to do it from memory, I remembered this joke and the stinger at the end. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to have to live through this again. <laughs> I fucking, yeah, Let's just I say, was... you know how people say like, oh, this joke didn't like age well? Yeah. In 2003, when I saw this movie, I was like, not a fan. Hit dislike button. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> I was like, yeah, racism truly does ruin everything. Oh, it gets worse, but we literally have to wait till the end of the movie to find out why. So anyways, the kids are not amused. And <laughs> wait till the stinger on that fucking joke. Yeah, that... <laughs> They rush to pay and hustle out of there trying not to laugh at his face about his backwoods racism. And then the store owner stops the stoner and asks him why he stole a Snickers bar. <laughs> and the stoner suggests because nougat. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, that's sometimes that's all That's all you need, man. Yeah. When you're hungry, you're not yourself. <laughs> he really probably could have paid the like 75 cents or whatever. I, I do believe that that Snickers is actually... No, no, spot. this is the more stern guy. This is the, like, Dennis, stop biting people. <laughs> that Snickers gonna cost you five bucks now. I feel like he's fairly reasonable with the dude. He's just like, son, tell me why in the world you would steal a Snickers bar. Yeah, I think it's funny because, like, sure, they're backwards country folks and whatnot, but they have done nothing to more or less look that menacing outside of Southern Santa pointing to, you know, the gun and whatnot, but. Yeah, I mean, this is all fairly rote, but they're not, uh, as the joke is made in Cabin in the Woods, there's just not the harbingers of their death yet. <laughs> These Isn't are... that, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a Tucker and Dale first evil type shit. They, they kind of subvert that, but maybe we'll get to that someday, but not right now. Right, right. Anyway, so they go down a, burp, a dirt path to the cabin, uh, even going over a little swampy area and actually stopping the truck to, like, rush through it, which mm. didn't really make any sense. No. And then they argue over whether or not this place is on the map, which I'm like, oh, pre-smartphone days. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What would we do without them? Seriously, what would we do without them at this point? I think we're all fucked. I mean, certain places don't have service, so I guess you'd find out. But anyways, they get to the cabin, and it's pretty rural, and they kind of groan at it. But the brunette immediately hops into bed and says, It's great, let's fuck to the preppy, and then takes her shirt off. And <laughs> they make out of the bed for a little bit before Ryder Strong bursts through the door, and he's like, Who's up for a dip? And then they're like, Hey, oh. Fuck off. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> that, that's not the note that I wrote. What did you write? I thought Ryder Strong busted and said, suck my dick. <laughs> and then the brunette says, oh, I I don't, <laughs> is that what you actually thought he said? Yes. yes. No, he said, I... who's up for a dip? He wants to go swimming. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> How often was... are you writing what you wish people say for this? About 80% of the time. That explains a lot, actually. 
it's more or less this podcast has turned into me imagining what this movie could have been through my eyes. <laughs> we do a lot of that anyways, but in this case, no. Okay. I could have sworn you said that. Very much not. Because I right... thought he was just being like, what's up? You know, I don't know. Anywho, Ryder Strong and Blood Pigtails are heading down to the lake, and they notice that the stoner has a BB gun, and he says he's... Uh. Sh- <laughs> He says he's shooting squirrels because, and I want to stress this, this is what he said, not my preference, they're gay. And Blonde Pigtails tells him not to be (laughs) a slur for mentally handicapped people. And he says, I'm kidding. I don't care if they're gay or straight, I'm going to shoot them anyway. Hashtag ally? Then he fires off around, and uh, guess what, Jake? That's not a BB gun. <laughs> yeah, he says it's a BB gun, but it just seems like a rifle many other times in the movie. <laughs> uh-huh, it's not a BB gun. It's 100% a rifle. But guess what, folks? All you need is a hunting license, though, and one of those puppies, so... I don't believe he has one, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, so he can't go hunt those squirrels then? Come on, man. Red car, good note. All right, so Ryder Strong and Blonde Pigtails are down by the water, and he starts a convo with, How long have we known each other, Blonde Pigtails? Which, Vinny, no person in real life has ever started a conversation that way. Yeah, like what? He's fucking trying to get philosophical with the girl that you're crushing on. Yeah. And what this he's known her since like what eighth grade, we find out. He said seven years, yeah. He's just like teeing up exposition. It'd be yeah. like if I was walking down the street with you and I'd be like, Vinny, how long <laughs> have we been brothers? You'd be like, What? <laughs> since the day I was born at least. <laughs> Help me recollect. <laughs> when did you forget? Or if I started every episode of this with, like, many, how many episodes have we done of this? <laughs> Fucking, oh my god. Well, that joke would get old real quick. <laughs> <laughs> if I could find a way to slip some exposition for our life into this episode, maybe I'll do it going forward. But anyways, he's like, we've been friends for seven years, which is long enough to maybe want to be more than friends. But she's immediately like, tut, tut, tut. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then she's cuts been... him off to race him to the raft. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, Ryder Strong, shut up." <laughs> now the stoner is off on his own shooting squirrels as the preppy and hot brunette fuck, and <laughs> to finish their fucking, the preppy flips over and the brunette slips her hands up his ass. <laughs> it must be a woman's appreciation day. He just likes having his uh. Oh my god, I forgot what that stupid gland is called. Milked. Oh. Yeah, it's basically the male G-spot. Prostate. Prostate gland. There we go. Yeah, I gotta massage that prostate gland. Like, oh my god, what is this dildo on right now? (laughs) 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 Brad Strong kind of looks sickly pale already. (laughs) I I mean, he always does. He's like, I don't know. He just doesn't get out in the sun much. I'm just like, man, makeup crew, you should make this more gradual because like, he looks like he's like, not, not pretty much that. a stiff breeze away from death already. 
Not only that, I'll have you know, they're on this raft out in the middle of the lake, and they're completely dry. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to imagine that they, like, hovered over to it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, they flew themselves over there. <laughs> so, yeah, they're both laying down on the dock next to each other. And Blonde Pigtails tells him how a guy tried to kiss her that she's been friends with for a long time, and it was gross. And Strong can't work out if this is because they were friends or if it's because the guy was gross. And then she flirts and says, maybe if you've known someone for a while, we should probably kiss to find out if they're good or not, huh? Which I'm like, I don't where's this lady coming from? Cause she seemed not into this, like, uh, maybe a scene ago. Ah, she's fucking playing with him. Because, yeah. you know, he's such a simple boy, that writer Strong. Yeah, playing a very not like Sean like character in this movie, by the way. Yeah, he's not he's not playing anything cool. Yeah, he's been handed the Corey. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like in this movie, you shall be the Corey. I wonder if Eli Roth was just like, let's flip the script a little bit. He's like, imagine yourself with curls in this scene. I imagine the character later that Eli Roth comes out as is fucking Fred's is Ben Savage comes out as him instead. Well, anyways, they make out a little after this, and then she dives into the water abruptly. And he's to like, which I thought she we yells were- out, "Oh fuck, it's cold." Yes, it's quite cold. You son of a bitch! You fucked this up. I'm deleting this. Moving forward. All right. Ryder Strong is like, I thought we were kissing, but that time is over. And then he asks if she likes him now, and then he's like, are we on a date? Which is like, what? Yeah, and then she turns around and... Yeah, what does she say, Ben? (laughs) She casually drops the gay word on him, and I'm like, woof. Yeah, she says, don't be gay like only a 35-year-old man would write. (laughs) A 35-year-old white cis man, 2003 style. Anyways, great dialogue, guys. Yep. Now, the stoner lights up a campfire. I assume. Around, around the fire pit. Yeah. With, I guess, a bunch of gasoline because it goes right up. And then he abandons it immediately. She's <laughs> got an attention span like a goldfish. And I'm like, man, autumn's a good time for forest fighters, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're in summer. Now he's <laughs> We're in the wet season. <laughs> he's like, these leaves are full of water. They're definitely not crinkling on the ground. <laughs> Anyways, the stoner is tracking what he thinks is a woodchuck, but actually shoots the hunter from the first scene. Yeah. Whoops. And, yeah, and he's all gross now because he's sick and his skin's all red and he's bleeding from the eyes. And the stoner apologizes, but the guy's like, I'm sick, I need help. Then he starts wandering towards the stoner, and he's like, oh, bro, hey, back up a bit here. <laughs> and it's meanwhile, the hunter's like, is, is that your cabin? <laughs> he's like, no, not at all. He's like, just tell me where your toothbrush is. <laughs> <laughs> Could I have a bite of your sandwich it's and then like, give it back to you. <laughs> you bite, then I bite. We trade off till you get sick. 
But that's okay because, I mean, the stoner friend is, I don't know, acting a lot like how a lot of us were last year. <laughs> yeah, he he pretty much immediately freaks out on this guy like, what? We don't have a cabin. Get away from me. <laughs> it's like six feet. Six feet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where's your mask? Put your mask on. Yeah, he's he's doing everything he can to get away from this guy. He shoots the gun at the guy's feet, and then he stumbles and falls back into the ditch. Yeah, the stoner's like, well, that problem's over. <laughs> <laughs> and we continue to the scene where he walks back to the campsite, and they're, they're putting out his reckless fucking fire. I was actually really happy about that, because I was like, are they going to pretend like that wasn't a big issue what he did? No, they they turned it into an issue. They basically, like, scalded him as being, like, a child. Yeah, and then he asked the preppy if he's Smokey the Clown now. Wait, yeah. They're like, don't you be bared? He's like, whatever. He's like, clouds and bears, whatever. Again, I go back to him having basically the attention span of a goldfish because he says nothing about his encounter. They said, we heard you fire a gun. He was like, yeah, squirrels. <laughs> follow along he's like actually there was a sick squirrel and i had to shoot it back <laughs> into a ditch <laughs> they're like how tall was this squirrel man he's like i don't know, like six feet he was about three quarters of a vincent adult man <laughs> classic that's gonna probably be my favorite nickname when this show is all done. <laughs> I wish two thirds of Vincent Adult Man was in everything. <laughs> Please listen to the last episode to find out what the fuck I'm talking about if you don't know. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, let's see. It's nighttime now, and everyone's around the fire. And Ryder Strong has a story to tell. It's a dramatic one. There was a bowling alley when he was growing up, and he asked his dad if he could go, and his dad says it's closed. And apparently there was a break-in. All the employees were tied up and gagged. Everyone was in a circle. And we get a quick cut of all this while he's telling the story. I don't know. What would you think of that, Vin? Um, I mean, it, I, I've, this has been done before. Yeah. There's like some it's, little it's... flourishes here. We were like, oh, yeah, Eli Ross. He's not bad at this necessarily. No, it's it's cool and it's kind of funny because it's just like oh, it's it's a trope, tropey like horror movie scene. But I actually like that they they kind of do like the uh, quick cuts and like small little um, scenes of it. So I was like, oh, that's nice. It fleshes it out a little bit. Yeah. So essentially, the robber tied everyone up in the bowling alley, beats them all to death with a hammer. <laughs> but this was not the end of it, then. He breaks out the fire axe and then hacks off their limbs. Vinny? This was not the end of it. The cops nope. <laughs> find six torsos tied to chairs, which I'm like, that's hilarious. It feels like once you remove the limbs, you could probably untie them. <laughs> it's like they can't just like roll without the rest of it. <laughs> They could try, I guess. He had he had that happen to him once where he saw a torso just rolling its way to the exit. He's like, whoa, son of a bitch. <laughs> just like, you would need pretty impressive ab muscles <laughs> to keep moving once you had no legs or arms. But 
Anyways, yeah, it can be done. <laughs> Ryder Strong says sadly that this was my childhood playground, and the stoner <laughs>, laughs, and the brunette yells at him and says it isn't funny, and he says, yes, it is, you slut. Yeah, easy there, stoner guy. No slut shaming here. Yeah, and she appeals to the preppy to defend her honor, but he's like, what? Who cares? And he's like, hey, Ryder Strong. Tell him about the happy bald guy, because he's heard this story before. Mm-hmm. So it goes like this, Vin. Apparently the killer had bowled the organs of the people. <laughs> and there was a happy bald guy who worked there that Ryder Strong liked. And they found his head in the ball return, smiling away. And everyone starts laughing, because they're like, Ryder Strong, you made it up. And I'm like, oh my god, he made it up. And he's like, I swear to god I didn't. Then he gets sad again, so I'm like, I guess he didn't make it up? It's probably true. He's like, it's in the papers. You know what does make it funny? Is Eli Roth wearing the bald cap with this smile on. Oh, that was Eli Roth, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> well, if you like that Eli Roth, you're going to love what happens next. Because Ryder Straw goes and wanders around the campfire while he's talking. And he finds Eli Roth in a soul patch and a dog behind them. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Mambo. Yeah. Blonde Pigtails asks if the dog is friendly, and Eli Roth says, yes, this is Dr. Mambo. <laughs> this prompts the brunette to ask if he's a professor or physician, and Eli Roth says, and this is a line I have thought about many times since I first thought, saw this movie, yeah, he's a doctor of being a dog. Ooh, face. Faced. <laughs> and then he pauses again and then goes, scratch moated as he drags his hands across his face. <laughs> this character is so relatable to an old co-worker of mine, and I gotta say, he's not listening, but God damn it, do I miss you, Rob. <laughs> Interesting. Now, Roth wants to party, and they say no at first, but he's like, I guess I'll have to just smoke this giant bag of weed by myself. <laughs> so suddenly they're more accepting of his presence, and in fact, Blonde Pigtail's like, sit next to me, which causes Ryder Strong to narrow his eyes. Yeah, he's like, why do all the blonde girls want to smoke weed and get with the bad boys? Would you call this guy a bad boy? I mean, yeah, because, you know, he's going to talk about his occupation. He seems <laughs> he seems like the type of dude I definitely would have hated at that time in my life, because it's like, man, he's like a carefree idiot who just gets along with everyone. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, now nowadays as you get older, you're like, oh, dude just like plugs himself in and he's just he's ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, once you get old enough to not, like, see every other man as a sexual threat. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, suddenly you're able to appreciate their goofiness. Yeah, because Ryder Strong right now is, like, the guy from that Killers music video where it started, <laughs> it only started with a blunt. <laughs> I know exactly what he's like thinking. He's thinking, I can't believe this bullshit's working on her. <laughs> That's the thing, is when you're at a young age, you realize... I mean, not so young <laughs> in this case. Ryder Strong had to be about 25, but... it's a good point. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, at that age, you gotta realize, man, you ain't gotta try that hard. 
I'm sure that he's like, I've tried my whole A game here. I mentioned how long we've been friends. (laughs) I guess that was it now that I think about it. Son of a bitch. (laughs) So anyways, Eli Roth is a skater who competed in the X Games. And he's from a place that Blonde Pigtails has partied before where she's like, I got so wasted. Yeah, he's like, my my nickname they call me was Grim. And I'm like, bro, skateboarders don't fucking give each other nicknames. They don't? I don't think so. <laughs> I think they probably do. But at any rate, uh, Blonde Preppy and the Stoner decide to engage in a contest where they're only going to drink beers the rest of the trip. And Vinny, is Ryder Strong in on this? No. And then how the f- I don't. That's not going to make sense later. We'll get to it. Well, you don't see him slugging really beers. You know, you're right, but we'll get to it. All right, so it starts to thunder, and Roth wants to go back to his tent and get his stuff inside because it's real expensive, man. And Pigtail is like, please come back with weed when you're done. And that dick. I don't, she doesn't seem that interested in that, no, no matter I, what Ryder Strong thinks. <laughs> That's what he thinks he's, he's saying, though. I think the when problem he... is she's as equally interested in his dick as Ryder Strong's, <laughs> which is to say, not at all. <laughs> now He's like thinking to himself, like, bring back the weed is code for, let me see that, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the wrong all the wrong messages i'm just imagining like a real stoner dick where like it's kind of droopy and like the head is like more red than it should be (laughs) it's jake you're perpetuating the wrong message here you say that if you smoke too much dick you get droopy redheaded dick (laughs) just imagining her going to stroke it and it not reacting at first until it's like, huh, what? Oh, yeah, no, I'll throb now. At any rate. Anywho. Inside, they're talking about how pigtails used to masturbate with their parents' shower head. And she liked it so much that she found real sex disappointing. And Brunette's like, tell me about it. And Preppy's like, what's this now? and there's a knock at the door but Fiddy, it's not eli roth it's the sick hunter looking even more fucked up than before his face pretty much melting away and he's just coughing in the doorway he's looking a lot like freddy cougar but the only thing that the prep can think is i mean do you got any weed because i literally just said i mean you're not coming in here unless you got weed He does not have an answer for that, but he does ask for a doctor and the stoners in the doorway trying to lower his hat to cover his face. But the hunter's like, hey, you're that fucking asshole that tried to shoot me before. Not only that, you left my ass in a ditch. (laughs) The stoner's like, this squirrel's talking crazy. (laughs) He immediately closes the door and then tells him, this contagious fuck is not coming in here. Now, the rest of them are, like, acting like reasonable human beings at this point. So, like, we should probably drive this guy to a hospital. But the preppy doesn't have cell phone service. And the guy <laughs> pretty much immediately goes to steal their truck. And suddenly, <laughs> Vinny, they all turn on him. 
Yeah, because it's like, what's like, what's it's like? Listen, we can we can do this fair and as civilized human. Oh my god, he's still kill him, kill him, get him out of our fucking truck. Yeah, they all grab weapons, including a kitchen knife. <laughs> so they went from. <laughs> Let's take this guy to this hospital too. I'm gonna fucking stab this fuck. <laughs> so he's in the fucking truck trying to get away, and well, remember the the blood geysers I was talking about? Well, he's making a real show of it inside that car. Yeah, he's pretty much spraying the inside of it like a fire hydrant. <laughs> so they're like, it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like if you have Kool Aid in your mouth and you're just like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like if all the sludge in Ghostbusters 2 came up through a fire hydrant. <laughs> so Vinny, they're it's pretty gross. Vinny, they're poking at him inside the car with their weapons <laughs> trying to get him out. And the preppy smashes the driver's side door, and then Ryder Strong starts swinging a bat at him. And the guy comes out, and he advances on blonde pigtails who threatens him with a knife. And then Hot Burnett sprays him with some aerosol cans. <laughs> and then Strong gets in between him suddenly with a stick on fire in his hand. Yeah, I I don't know where he got the lighter and torch, but here it is. And, well, because it's not summer, it's, that dude goes up pretty quick. Well, also because of the aerosol can, I think. Yeah, maybe. I guess. Now... <laughs> The guy goes up, and they all immediately go inside, and they're pretty much like, well, what are you going to do? I mean, not set guys on fire? (laughs) The preppy's like, I didn't want him getting us sick, so maybe the rain will put the fire out. Which is like... (laughs) (laughs) That's some callous shit, man! As he's laying there in a smoldering core... Each little raindrop hits him is more taunting than actually helping. (laughs) For some reason, it makes the fire go more extreme. Goddamn acid rain. Now, the brunette wants to tell the police, but Stoner is more concerned with finding a mechanic to fix the car. And the brunette can't sleep later, but Preppy puts on his sleeping mask, so he's ready to go to bed. Yeah, everybody that, like, basically could drift off into sleep is, well, I guess okay with murder. Yep. And we do get a quick cut of the guy on fire running through the woods. (laughs) (laughs) I assume, like, lighting this whole fucking forest. (laughs) Oh, it's everybody, like, goes to sleep and then looks outside as the engulf, like, the whole entire forest is just engulfed in flames. Yeah, meanwhile, Smokey the Cloud's like, oh no! (laughs) Hoka, (laughs) hoka! We gotta get out of your gang. He's like, I keep spraying seltzer at it, but it's not going out. (laughs) Somebody replaced my seltzer with gasoline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the preppy's like, what am I supposed to do? Not replace seltzer with gasoline? Somebody's playing a joke on old Smokey the Cloud. (laughs) He doesn't like that, Vin. This is a clown that's very serious. He is. And we get a shot of the sun rising on a lake the next day, and the car is smashed up and covered in blood, and Stoner and the Preppy are going to town, and they start at Ryder Strong for being a wuss who smashed up the car, and I'm like, <laughs> isn't he the one that just killed that dude? 
Yeah. He's more badass than all of them, I guess. But they, they're just like, it's your fault the fucking truck's broken. Yeah, which is like, I don't. he didn't climb in there and then get all smashed up, but whatever. <laughs> and the brunette strolls out and says, oh, are you going to kill each other now? But she's marching off for help. Now, we see the dead guy floating in the lake, and we see the pipes leading to the water in the cabin. So we know that's not good news. But Vinny, honestly, <laughs> it's a big reservoir. That's not a way that you would get sick. <laughs> Oh, you're going to jump right to it, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, like, you're already supposed to be making that connection, but, like, it would... Yeah. Because, <laughs> like... If I put a diseased squirrel in a pitcher of water <laughs> and I made you drink some, yeah, you'd probably get sick from that. If I put some in a lake and you drew it from that, like, no, nah, the chances are pretty good you'd be fine, but whatever. I, I thought that the reservoir that, like, the the guy ends up in is pretty small. Like, I didn't think... Because I thought it was just the supply for, like, the cabin. Yeah, it's it's not small enough, but that's not a problem. Whatever. Okay. It's movie well, logic. We can get past this. Don't worry. I got some notes for that later, folks. Yeah, there's a lot of this coming up. Now, Blonde Pig... All right, let's see. Strong... Ryder Strong gets a glass of water ready, but he doesn't drink it right away. He sets it down to explain to Blonde Pigtails... Why it was reasonable to kill this dude. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't agree. And she's not feeling feeling very social now. But Ryder's like, I was scared, baby. I was just trying to help. And then, Yeah, which is the opposite of helping when you set someone on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was sick, so I was trying to purge him with fire. <laughs> I imagine him at the homeless shelter with a fucking <laughs> flamethrower like, don't worry. I'll give them the help they need. <laughs> Who doesn't have a place to sleep tonight or ever again? <laughs> Anyways, Vinny, she, homeless. she apologizes and hugs him, which I'm like, what the fuck are you sorry for? Yep. And then Strong keeps calling it an accident and says that guy would have died anyway. So like, oh, okay. Yup. I guess head to the hospice and just light him up. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, it's it's easy to deflect and be like, it's not my fault. He was going to die anyway, so at least we made his last couple of minutes exciting. Like, maybe he lit himself on fire? (laughs) I'm just testing this theory out. (laughs) Fucking gaslighting, man. Have we considered that this arson was an inside job? (laughs) he's like this death is too painful it's time to just go up it's like hear me out maybe it was spontaneous combustion which in its way would be the most inside job of all as the fire spreads out from within i could have sworn i saw a breathing fire and it just backfired on him all right we gotta speed this up then otherwise we're never gonna get this in on time that's true all right, so he ends up giving the water to the blonde pigtails, and she drinks it and says she feels better. Let's yeah. wait till tonight. <laughs> Preppy and Stoner find a barn where someone is hanging a pig upside down, and it's a lady who's gutting it, and she's stabbing at it all angry and kicking a bucket and punching it. Then she <laughs> notices them, and she's like, Hey, do you see this shit? All my hogs are sick. 
they got the sick they do the music in this is so eerie and it's just like oh shit it's scary but it's like this is a normal occupation man city folk they just don't get it i think we're supposed to understand the pigs are sick although like if you cut a pig open for me i i don't know that i could tell you a lot about how it was doing <laughs> can you tell me how its day was but you <laughs> check out its small intestines it's not like if you like cut open a pig and they'd be like, ah, yes, wine HIV. <laughs> I guess, I guess it would be SIV in that case. It's it's human immuno. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, the preppy tells her that he, they need a mechanic, and she's like, well, you need to go to town. And they're like, yeah, but we can't because we need a mechanic. And she's like, oh yes, of course, come inside. So they go in with her and tell her a crazy guy beat their car. And then they notice a picture of the hermit that they killed on her table. Yeah, because she's just like, a hermit, you say? Can't be Henry. No, couldn't be. And then, yeah, you see the picture and they're like, yeah, yeah, definitely not the guy we just killed. I'm set on finding. She's also like, not my cousin, Henry. Then he... (laughs) How many pictures framed of your cousins do you have in your house right now? Zero. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Anyways, they immediately changed their story and say, it wasn't a hermit. It was our crazy friend. (laughs) And then they pretty much run away from her house. Now, the hot brunette is paddling a canoe by herself on a lake in her quest for help. And (laughs) they... They show her going all the way to the shore, which takes way too long. Yeah, then when she gets to shore, then she turns around and finds a house, and it's a slow-mo butt shot. Yes, which was featured very prominently in the trailer, as I recall. (laughs) Nice one, Eli. Yeah, I believe that's what they call the male gaze. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Now, at any rate, she goes up to the cabin and knocks on the door, but no one answers. And then the stoner pops up out of nowhere to scare her, and the preppy yeah. guy tells her they haven't found anyone either. Yeah, they're inside the fucking house, so, you know, tack on breaking and entering. And then there's a little bit of theft, too, because the stoner's eating some beef jerky he found there. Yep. Now, the preppy lies to her and says there was no one else at the other place. <laughs> and me- definitely, definitely not subway that's directly linked to our murder (laughs) certainly not now meanwhile then back at the sick cabin the local law enforcement has arrived (laughs) this fucking guy yeah now if you like cast members of detroit rock city i have good news for you another one has arrived you're right you know what that just dawned on me too when you said that note that that's it's clicking it's pretty good yeah it's funny this guy's hair it looks just like one of the hairs that the guys were wearing in Blink Way 2 in first date music video. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. So this cop is pretty much a kid who doesn't look much older than them. And yeah, he's got messy hair and sunglasses on. And he hears that there was a disturbance last night. And he goes to write it down. But then he gets sidetracked by being excited about all their partying. <laughs> yeah, I I get to the point of like, I don't even know if this guy's a real fucking cop. And I wrote... What if this is Eli Roth? What if he's just dressing up in different disguises? <laughs> I feel like if he's a cop, he's a fun cop. And by that, I mean who shoots you if you're not having enough fun. 
Now, Strong is going hard on his explanation for why they killed that guy. And the cop is like, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to make a report. <laughs> it's like, tell me more about the party. And Strong mentions that Pigtails is inside and that she's upset. And Kid Cop is like, I bet you like to party with the ladies. <laughs> and then Pigtails comes out and Kid Cop's like, don't worry, man. Stay and party. <laughs> He's like, do it. Do it for the party. And the party for her. Pretty much. And she's like, oh, okay. And then goes back in. And then the cop tells Ryder Strong he's the new cop in town. And he fucks, but he likes to go to other towns to party. Because people don't know he's a cop there. <laughs> and he, while he's telling him this, he notices the car is fucked up. And he's like, don't worry. I have someone up here to fix the truck. And then we're going to party after that tomorrow. <laughs> he fucking... He says party so much. I believe in the IMDb trivia, they say upwards of 15 times. <laughs> yep. And then he says, you know how to get a hold of me, right? And Ryder Strong's like, 911. And he says, that's affirmative. And then he gets on a little bicycle, and then he rides off. Yep. So, you know, definitely coming back. Yep. <laughs> Inside, we see Blonde Pigtails has drunk the whole glass of water, so we'll see how that pays off for yeah, her. she's all smiles like, this is definitely not going to bite me on my ass or my legs later. <laughs> <laughs> Strong and Stoner are spraying the car down, and Strong tells him about the, uh, the cop, and then Strong tells Stoner that Blonde Pigtails wants to leave, and Stoner's like, guess that'll ruin your plan then. And Strong's like, what plan? And he's laughing. <laughs> The stoner is laughing at him, and he's like, you guys are funny, because, like, you like her, and she wants to control you. <laughs> and he's, like, kind of <laughs> talking about this for a while until Dr. Mambo comes out of the woods in weird slow motion. Vinny, can I tell you something funny about this dog? Absolutely. The dog that they got was too old first, so they had to reshoot everything with another dog, and this dog was not well-trained, and it was too violent, so you could never see the dog on screen with any of the actors, and every time they shot with him, it was by remote control, because none of the crew could get close to him. That's right. So Strong goes to check on Blonde Pigtails, and she's sleeping in bed, and she smiles at him and moves aside for him, and she drinks more of the water and says she's not hungry, and he goes to leave, but she's like, no, no, stay. Hmm. Now, outside the stoner is working on the truck, while the preppy is shooting at the dog to keep him at bay. <laughs> yes, that ravaging dog. And then there's a weird fade, and suddenly it's nighttime now. And here we go, Vin, because oh. it's a Vinny movie. It... Yeah, this is pretty much the scene I was dreading from the start. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Blonde Pigtails is asleep, and Strong is stroking her while she doesn't wake up. Vinny, what's another way to describe that? Slightly like sexual assault? Yeah, I guess if you're doing something sexual with someone that they can't consent to, that's pretty much exactly what you would call it. Yep. Um, pretty weird to have the protagonist of your movie do this. Here's the thing, Vin. A lot of times when you pick movies that have rape in them because they're horror movies, the movies seem to know that the rapists are bad, at least. 
The problem with this movie is I don't know in 2002 if Eli Roth knew that what was happening in this scene was wrong. Probably not because not a lot of people, I don't know. I feel like... No, a lot of people knew that this wasn't great at the time. Okay, then. No, but the movie's playing music like it's like, oh my god, this like sweet coming together of two souls. <laughs> one who is asleep and the other who is the predator. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, Strong is stroking her and then he slides his hand under the blanket. And he thinks that he is getting to third base. But... The girl has contracted this skin disease, and in fact, what he is doing is fingering a hole in her thigh. Yeah. Is that about the long and short of it, Finn? Yeah, I think you you, you covered it pretty sufficiently. Hey, Jake. <clears throat> um, Blonde Pinktails is reacting in a sense of, like, you know, a pleasurable, like, kind of moans and whatnot. Um, He's fingering a hole in her fucking leg. I don't. Yeah, and <laughs> I sort of understand how this scene happened because he's like, I want him to be fingering her leg <laughs> and to not know it. And someone was probably like, but like, if he's doing that, she would be like, the fuck are you doing, dude? That's my thigh. And I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with my thigh? Right. It's like, like, okay, well, what if she's asleep? But it's like, no one said, then it's rape. <laughs> They're like, yeah, man. He's like, either way, I want my scene. And there's just like, all right, Eli, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like an algebra problem where it's like, uh, <laughs> if you solve for X, unfortunately, X eventually equals non-consensual sex. But <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, Anyways, she's not waking up in searing pain from him fingering a hole in her leg. Yeah, he gets up and washes his hand, and he notices, like, blood in the bathroom that I guess she coughed up before this. Yeah, it's all over the sink. Now, the brunette screams, and Blood Pigtail's like, I'm sick, can you help me, Stoner? <laughs> and Stoner yells at her and calls her a, a bitch. Nice. And they all yell at him to calm down, and they go to all checking each other after this to see if they have any signs of infection. But everyone else is clear for the moment. Now, they need to decide what to do with blood pigtails, and what they do is pretty hilarious, Finn. Yep. They march her outside to a shed in the middle of the night and have her stay in there to keep the rest of them from getting infected. Yeah, they basically banish her. <laughs> yeah, and they even lock her in with the lock, and she's like, fuck you to all of them. And she's worried about the dog, but they're like, someone will be out there with the gun the whole time. Don't even worry about it. Which they lied. They're like, listen, don't worry. It's not like we named the shed the shed of pestilence. <laughs> <laughs> she says she wants to go home, but the preppy kind of wordlessly shuts the door in answer <laughs> right. to this. <laughs> We're done talking. Bye-bye. Good night. Now, Strong is out in the woods with a bat and a flashlight, I guess looking for help after this. And he hears some twigs snap in the woods. And then he shouts like, ah, a couple times to like scare whatever it is away. So it's just like, it is incredibly just weak. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, ah, ah. Not even like that. Weaker. Like, ah, 
Ah. Yeah, and I guess Smokey the Cloud's like, oh, God, he scared me. <laughs> okay. He's like, Ryder Strong, ask, ask, ask the eternal question. And Ryder Strong's like, did I scare you? And he's like, yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah, those odds were scary. <laughs> and he's like, if I had to pick anyone in this movie, I guess I'd be the dog, because I also can't be around people. Bite, bite, bite. He just fucking starts ripping Ryder Strong apart. <laughs> Anywho. Hot Brunette is bringing some food to Blonde Pigtails, who doesn't answer when she knocks on the door. And she doesn't say anything with the brunette's like, you need to eat. And she kind of stays in the shadows creepily. And then she smokes a cigarette and then sticks her face in the light saying, I don't want to infect anyone. Now looking kind of more sick than she was before. Yeah, Jake, that disease turned her sassy. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Now Strong is still out with the bat looking for help. Now he looks in through a window and sees a girl laying in the nude, putting out some <laughs> candles. And Vinny stops and stares because there's no limit to his sex crimes. <laughs> they just, you know what? Once the ball's rolling, it's downhill. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I guess once he kills a guy, he's like, maybe there's really no limit to what I could do as a person. Maybe I am a fucking just like I'm just invincible. That's that's what I am. Yeah, he is a real it for a petty and for a bow type situation going. Yeah, it turned from him seeking help to being like, well, I guess this is an all right view, but that turns quick on him. Yeah, because suddenly this uh, woman's husband is out there being like, the fuck are you doing, creep? <laughs> and then he pumps a shotgun at him, sending Strong's camp ring off into the woods. Yeah, because he was just like, listen, man, like, I want your help. But I mean, like, like, your wife is just so hot. He's like, listen, like, I figured to hold someone's leg, and now I need help. And the guy's like, that's the fifth time I heard that tonight. He's like, I'm going to put a hole in your leg. Now, Vinny, I want to also point out that this cabin appears to be not near anyone until they need someone to be there for a scene, and suddenly it's next to everything. Yeah, you know, it's the... um, what did you, what do you call that? It's the exposition cabin, or rather the focal point. It's just yeah, or it's like Brigadoon, and it just keeps like wavering <laughs> into like the middle of town. Just ships itself right in there. Did you notice the wheels on it? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, this Ryder Strong's moving ca- cabin. <laughs> now the brunette is upset because uh, no one's eating back at the cabin, but they're all pretty much scared of getting. Whatever the disease is. Yeah. And Preppy's like, I don't want to sleep near every anyone. And the brunette's like, yeah, fine. Go sleep out in the car then, asshole. And he's like, I don't want to sleep in that disgusting thing either. Yeah. In the middle of this, the stoner lights a marshmallow on the fighter that on fire and starts shouting like, I'm burning. <laughs> like as a joke, which is pretty like gross after you kill the dude. Yeah. It's like, wow. I mean, I guess everybody deals with, uh, you know, pain and murdering somebody in different ways yeah now strong cuts in to be like i want no more yelling (laughs) and then the stoner drinks some water after this and then strong's like you lost the bet you idiot which also he lost his life well he doesn't know that yet (laughs) now outside dr mambo has managed to break into the shed (laughs) and they shoot the gun at him scaring him off and then the stoner's like, hey, pigtails, 
we're actually going to stay out here all night now. Don't worry. Yeah, we're going to say what we said before and not totally blow you off and forget you were in the cabin of uh, Pestilence. Like, now that I've burned all the marshmallows, I am goal-oriented here. <laughs> and they're yeah, like, she doesn't answer, yeah. but we hear her labored breathing inside the shed. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Now, the next day, the stoner has gotten the truck up and running, and he goes inside excitedly. And they go out to the shed to check on Blonde Pigtails, and her legs are pretty much missing skin now. Yeah, they're like, oh, fuck. Maybe we should just leave her in here. <laughs> yeah, although Strong and Brunette lift her up to load her into the truck, and then the stoner starts coughing up some blood behind it. Yeah, yeah, because he's got it. Yeah, he checks under his shirt, and he has the rash now. And like any guy who got bit in a zombie movie, he immediately is like, I'll just hide it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else do you do? Except, you know what, though, Jake? His demeanor. Yeah, compl- I guess just like, March his ass into the shed and then sit down next to her. <laughs> just shit, sit in the corner. <laughs> just be like, all right, this this shed's getting awfully smaller every day, I guess. <laughs> You'll be like, I feel like once we all have to go in the shed in a way, we can all come out. <laughs> it's like eventually we're all just going to be, you know, hunkered down in here. Um, except, you know what, Jake? His demeanor kind of changes pretty quickly for uh, their friend Blonde Pinktails. <laughs> Well, yeah, now now that he's sick, he's like, I, I suddenly feel like we should have compassion for the sick people. <laughs> yep. Walk- this is actually pretty perfect. Yeah, walk a mile in their shoes. So the preppy comes out, and he doesn't want to get in the truck next to the sick girl, and he he's, like, covering his mouth with a rag at this point. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, finally, someone's thinking this through. Yep. And then Pigtails pukes all over the windshield. And then collapses on the ground, convulsing. And Stoner's like, yeah, 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 let's get moving. Come on, step two. But the brunette doesn't think they can move pigtails, and she doesn't want to leave her. And the preppy's like, I don't want to use the truck now. It's fucking infected with their shit. And at this point, Strong notices the Stoner doesn't look so good. But Finny, the Stoner is tired of this interrogation, and he drives off into town on his own. Yeah. It's at that point, too, when he drives off, uh, then Preppy's basically sick of everyone's shit. And he's like, I don't want to get sick from you. You're all sick. Fuck you. I'm peacing out. Wait, no, I cut, yeah, no, I cut, cut me off, but. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I look at this dude's mood and I'm like, God damn. Yeah, it just, it seems so relatable last year for all of us like that. Did you also grab a case of beer and then head into the woods, Vin? Kinda. Because <laughs> that's what Preppy does as Brunette and Strong are trying to load the pigtails onto her mattress again. <laughs> the mattress of pestilence. And the Brunette tries to stop him, but he's like, fuck off, she bled all over you, don't touch me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's like, I keep telling you not to fucking touch her, but you're all playing with her blood, so it's like, you know... Yeah, and the brunette and Strong are the humane ones, and by that I mean they're the ones who stick around enough to put her back in the shed. Yeah, they shove her ass back in the shed and go back inside, and, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, here we here we go, Vin. In the truck, the stoner checks his neck and notices his skin starting to come off, and inside the brunette looks sad because she has a sex scene coming up, <laughs> and she knows it makes no sense. <laughs> 
And she says, this is like being on a plane that's going to crash. And for some reason, that makes me super horny. Yeah. And it's like, you know, because they're like, we're going to die. So might as well fuck. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. What she basically is like, if I was in a plane crash, you pretty much going to like grab the person next to you and fuck them because, you know, you're going to die either way. That's like definitely not what I would think. And also, blind? <laughs> blind! Blind! But anyways, she starts riding strong inside, and he's like, shouldn't we use a condom? And she's like, don't worry, baby, I'm healthy. <laughs> and he traces his fingers on her back, but it leaves deeper marks than it should. Yeah, it's not like he's using fingernails. Now, they, the sex scene is over pretty abruptly, so Strong decides that maybe her saying I'm healthy is not enough because he pours some Listerine on his dick when they're done to try to prevent STDs, I guess. Years, Jake. It took me years to get back to this movie and watch that again and go, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the science on that one, thing. That doesn't, you know, it, it, that definitely is like, no, that won't help you, dude. But when I was younger and I watched that, I'm like, I don't get it. But also, if he has any sores on his dick, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Brunette notices the marks on her back in the mirror in the bathroom. And in town, Stoner pulls up on the general store and honks the horn and asks for help. And the owner comes out and says, hey, man, you don't look so good. And he says, all right, stay put. I'm going to go get a doctor. And he's like, seriously, don't get closer. Yeah, Jake, can we like also like can we we show respect for this man? Because he put a sign up. Oh, did he? <laughs> he did. <laughs> hey, he took the note. He did. That was great. Now, the kid starts shouting pancakes for some reason and then does some slow-motion karate jumping off the porch. Yeah, Jake, this movie turned into pieces. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and then he bites the stoner, drawing way more blood than he imagined he would. <laughs> <laughs> and the owner's like, stupid, sick stoner. You've infected my poor biting boy. And the owner's like, if you get my boy sick, it's the same as murder. And it's like, uh, it's too late for that, dude. Yeah, he's like, if you get, if you're sick, that's your problem. You get my son sick, then I gotta get sick. And if I get sick, then there's a problem. It's like your math doesn't add up. <laughs> Seems like all of them are kind of a problem. <laughs> So anyways, he shouts about stopping this illness problem and then asks for a rifle from <laughs> someone inside. Yep. Yeah, his lackey comes out. Big big bald-looking dude. Can you imagine if when COVID started happening, people were just like, I think we just started shooting people and that should take care of it. Honestly, it's a fucking miracle. That's not how some people tried. Yeah, I'm very... I'm very grateful that that was not a solution that some fucking nut out there thought of. Now the stoner drives off and the owner tells his helper that they need to kill all the sick kids. And hot brunette tells Strong back at the cabin that he did a number on her back. And Strong wants to find Preppy and walk out of here. And he's immediately decided pigtails and stoner can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Stoner drives off, and the owner tells his helper that they need to kill all the sick kids. And back at the cabin, Hot Brunette tells Strong he did a number on her back. And Strong wants to find Preppy, 
and he has decided that he's willing to leave Pigtails and Stoner behind now. <laughs> it's, it took him all the way to the end of this movie to finally be like, I think we gotta be on our own. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of like vacillating pretty wildly between like sort of sympathetic person and awful jerk. <laughs> now, let's see. Brunette is crying in the bath because she has an iconic scene to film. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not excited. The skin's <laughs> coming off her back, but she doesn't notice it yet. And out in the woods, the truck dies, and Stoner slams his fists on it. And the country boys are here, and they're a hunting horny college kids. Yeah, the bald-headed one, I thought he was carrying a brick with him. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to crush him real good. I think he had the ammo. He did. And that comes up later, but I'll say the note after. I'll say the note when it gets to it. All right. As Strong is walking by a dam and he notices a charred body in there. <laughs> and Vinny, hilariously, he's like, I better flip him over to find out if this is the same guy. Yeah, to which that he flips him over and it's a scarred, or it's a charred skeleton face. And it's like, yeah, you still can't tell. But I mean, like, let's let's put context clues together here, Ryder Strong. Who I guess to be fair, he didn't have much skin left the last time he saw him anyways. So he could be like, that's his skull. I'd recognize it anywhere. It'd be kind of funnier if he was just like, listen, there there could have been many people in this forest sick and set on fire. It could have been anyone. But Jake, can we just like, <laughs> can we like really relish in the fact that this this man who is on fire, you're talking about like inches away from falling either to the right or the left where it's like it's clear to the right but the left is all reservoir so <laughs> could have been I feel a... like he saw the reservoir side he's like I'm taking him with me <laughs> yeah he was like sweet double whammy fuck these horny kids so anyways yeah Strong, like, he climbs out and he notices the reservoir side and he's like, oh. it's like, yeah, who cares, dude? You just swallowed a ton of that water. Yup. Now, he runs through the woods and he, oh, I'm sorry. The stoner is running through the woods and he leaves some bloody handprints to, I guess, lead the hunters astray. Yeah, which I think that they would know where the cabin is. Like, isn't that like... I don't know. Yeah, it's their fucking town. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, back at the sick cabin, Hot Brunette is shaving her legs, and her back is extremely fucked now. Yes. And on her neck, her skin starts coming off, but she doesn't notice it because she's cry-shaving. Yeah, she takes a one-pass, and it's like, okay. Yeah, it's fine at first. Then the second pass, and it's like, okay, that looks a little rough. And it's yeah. like, Jake, why? Why does she go for the third pass? She doesn't notice it. Now, Vinny, do you want to know where this was all inspired from? No. At no, I want. Point, no, yes, I want to know. I'm sorry. Uh, Eli Roth worked at a farm in Iceland, and I guess the hay went bad, and he got a skin infection from it. Ugh. So at some point when he shaved his face, his skin came off like that. Yeah, and that's where he got the idea for this movie. Oh my god! Now, to be fair, my wife, who does not like this movie, is like that's the one where she shaves her skin off. So yeah, it's left a lasting impression. 
Yeah, it's definitely the thing that everyone remembers about this. Yeah, that and, you know, the partial rape scene. Well, so anyways, the brunette finally notices and she stands up and a bunch of blood drips down her. And then she runs outside, legs covered in blood. But Vinny, Dr. Mambo is lying in wait. Yeah, he's, uh, he sees that blood and he's just like, oh, sweet. Yeah, she tries to make it to the shed, but he's on her. And then Strong runs up and finds her torn to pieces with like just a foot hanging out. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I, I don't think we actually see her body. Like you just see the foot, and he just kind of looks appalled. Yeah, and blood everywhere. Yeah, and then you know, Doctor Mambo snuck off to the sh- <laughs> the shed of pestilence to go for some seconds. It'd be great if Strong's like, "Oh my God, she's dead!" And meanwhile, she's like ten feet from him <laughs> with no foot. Like, please help. <laughs> kill me and he's just like oh she's already dead if only if only i could have helped her yeah now he goes to the shed and dr mambo is in there covered in blood chewing on pigtails yeah so he gives he gives like strong a look like do you mind <laughs> he just kind of looks like a happy dog covered in blood honestly <laughs> Now, Strong scrambles back for the gun and shoots the dog. And Vinny, this is the first point where I was like, wasn't this a BB gun before? That It took you that long? Come on, man. I, it was weird the whole time. I didn't, did he think it was a BB gun and it wasn't? That's the deal? No, I think he is just fucked. Like, he's an idiot, but I don't think he thought it was a BB gun. I'm pretty sure he's like... He literally said it was a BB gun in the start. He said it to probably put like put them at ease, where he's like, it's not even, like, a, you know, and then when he shoots it off, he's like, it's totally a real gun. I, well, maybe. Now, inside the shed, Pigtails is alive, but she has less face than she <laughs> used to have. Yeah, she's all smiles. And Strong is alarmed to discover that on top of everything else, she is still alive. So he grabs a shovel and he beats her to death. <laughs> yeah. We're literally right behind him. He has a gun. Yeah, and then the screen outside goes red, so it's like the cover of the DVD, basically. <laughs> yeah, this turned into Evil Dead. And Strong is uh, loading up some stuff to get out of here, but he finds Stoner when he goes outside, and the rural folks are still in the woods hunting them, and the owner is muttering how he knew they were no good when they stole candy. <laughs> They find their campsite, and another one of the guys is like, there must be sacrifices and other unchristian behavior. It's all them satanic stuff. Now, they kick the door open, and they find Stoner sitting there, and he's like, hey, fucker. And then they shoot his head off. <laughs> they shoot him in the chest, and it, it's like he's sitting there with a gun, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, so was this plan? Like, I'm going to take one of these guys out with me, and they immediately shoot him. And it's like he lands on the ground gasping for breath, and he's like, Did I get him? <laughs> I thought they shot his head off. No, they shoot him in the chest. He bursts like they shot his head off. Then maybe his chest exploded. Rewatch the clip. Yeah, maybe there was an alien in his chest, <laughs> and that's what they actually got. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Strong comes out from behind the door, and then he hits the guy who shot uh, the stoner in the head, and that guy falls and shoots him the other guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a real domino effect. What's even? And then the- <laughs> yeah, what's? Go ahead, go ahead. 
the ammo guy hesitates and then Strong stabs him in the head with the screwdriver. He <laughs> He's like fumbling for the ammo in the box, which is funny because I think he's a big dumb. And I think he's just like, right, if I take this here bullet and I punch him with it, it's like <laughs> the same effect. Oh, toss a bullet at him as fast as I can. <laughs> it's the same as getting shot. <laughs> Anyways, then Strong gets a stick and he stabs the guy who's crawling away with it, so he's pretty much gone off here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no limit. Yeah, he wanders off into the woods shouting for Preppy, telling him not to drink the water. And then Dave Matthews' band goes like, there's blood in the water. Yeah, and then after, as he goes into the cave, you can softly hear him say, Crash into me. And that's going to, you know, make sense in a couple of seconds, too. We'll see. Because, yes, Ryder Strong comes up on a cave and finds a flashlight in it. And I assume Wet Friend is about to stab him. (laughs) And then he calls out to Preppy, but he receives no answer. And he sees a pair of legs in the distance. And he trips in the cave. And he finds Eli Roth dead and torn open. I guess because Dr. Mambo turned on him. Yeah, probably. And he runs out of the cave and into the night. He finds an empty car and drives off with it. (laughs) When he's driving, he moves the mirror and notices a rash on his hand. And this distracts him just long enough to hit a deer puppet. (laughs) Yeah, and then the deer is stuck in the windshield, feverishly kicking and getting blood all over Ryder Strong. That's right, so... He gets covered in blood, and then he shoots the deer out of the windshield onto the road. Yeah, can you imagine that if this was the death of Ryder Strong, though, is getting punched to death by a fucking deer that's stuck in a windshield? This was actually how Bambi's mother died, though. Oh. It's a lot more gruesome. Now, the truck dies when he goes out to check on the deer puppet. And then we cut to Kid Cop partying with some kids at a campfire. (laughs) And he tells some blonde that she has sexy hair and sexy shoes. Although I think she's just wearing sneakers. <laughs> she's like, yeah, man, they're new balance. She's like, so sexy. <laughs> Slightly used. <laughs> now, Strong wanders into the camp coughing and covered in blood. And Kid Cop's like, oh, fuck, dude, what happened? <laughs> and Strong is like, what happened to the tow truck? And then Kid Cop, like, narrows his eyes like, oh, shit, the party guy? <laughs> He's like, oh, man. It looks like you partied a little too hardy. Little satanic blood ritual party, huh? <laughs> and the kid cop's like, oh yeah, man, the tow truck broke down, so the tow truck needed a tow truck. Which is the same thing that AAA told me that one freezing fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> now, he offers Strong a ride, but then someone comes on the radio warning about how Strong's friends are on a killing spree, and also that he has a skin virus. And they're like, just shoot on sight. (laughs) Ryder Strong goes, shut up, Expo Radio Cop. Strong is pretty much not plus because he just goes like, (coughs) how about that ride, man? (laughs) Now, some guitar guy is like, hey, Kid Cop, shoot this asshole. But he's like, I can't. And you're like, yeah, finally someone's humane. And he's like, no, I can't because the gun's in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Can't bring the gun out to the party, man. They'll kill the vibe. Yeah. Until he gets too drunk and starts shooting (laughs) it off to impress people. (laughs) Now, 
the guitar guy's like, it's time for me to take care of this then. So he raises the guitar to give him a Jeff Jarrett shot to the head. But <laughs> Strong ducks and he hits a guy who's playing a harmonica, which knocks the harmonica down his throat. <laughs> and Strong grabs some girl and pukes blood all over her. He's doing like his best impression of puke or draws. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna spam. <laughs> Yeah, Vinny, the party clears out after this because everyone can tell when the night's over. Yeah, Party Cop is not happy. Totally bummed. He killed the party, man. Yeah. He's like, you fucked up the party, and in response, Strong hits him in the head with a stick. Yeah, just knocks him out. It doesn't kill him. Nope. And then the harmonica guy (laughs) collapses next to him with the harmonica protruding from his throat (laughs) and kind of faintly, like, doing harmonica noises from there. (laughs) Chick... This harmonica guy had it coming because, like, before he got fucking smashed in the face of the guitar, he was slowly leering in with this harmonica in his mouth, almost like playing like music in the back. Would be like, I need to, need to find the perfect backdrop music for this. Yeah, he thought he was gonna score Ryder Strong's death. <laughs> He's like, "What's the sad harmonica noise for?" Like the guy for Boy Meets World dies, like. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> anyway strong wanders out to the road and tries to wave down a bunch of cars but they keep swerving past honking at him and he seems disoriented as a truck comes at him and he collapses on the road and it comes to an abrupt stop and the truck drops him off in front of a hospital on the sidewalk and a couple of nurses wheel him in and strong sees someone in a bunny costume briefly yeah jake that's 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 fucking oh man that's Dr. Hops. He likes to wear his cheap plastic bunny mask while he's doing surgery. You know, everybody knows him. Dr. Hops. Uh-huh. That's why he's got the mask. Okay, Vin. <laughs> we get a slow motion replay of Strong hanging out with that girl he molested. <laughs> you wrote that down. You wrote that. You know I did. <laughs> That's a little more of a natural delivery, Vin. Take some notes. It was good. Yeah. Wasn't that also sweet, Vin? Then we get a quick shot of her with no skin on her face. And he wakes up in bed covered in sores and leaving some blood on the pillow. And a cop is there to ask questions, but no one has masks on, which I'm like, eek! Yeah, everybody's all, like, totally cavalier about all of this. Yeah, the cop wants to know where the disease came from, as if this asshole would know. Yeah, well, he tells him. He says, you know, it was like a, a homeless dude in the forest that assaulted them. But then he starts babbling, so the cops and the doctors are like, well, that's enough of that. Yeah. And the doctor's like, I don't think we're equipped to handle this. Yeah, that's... So the cop's like, don't worry, we'll handle this. Yeah, that's when the doctor from Zombies shuffles in and loads his gun and he goes, I have the cure. <laughs> he's like if we could conduct one little experiment (laughs) gentlemen if i may burn he's like "Hmm." he's not better (laughs) check out the zombie episode i guess don't the audio is pretty bad (laughs) yeah i don't know what you'll make of this one i'm sure there's a couple audio snafus in this as long as there's no clap in the beginning vin anywho (laughs) 
Kid Cop has his head bandaged and he's driving Strong after this, and Strong coughs for some water in the back, but Kid Cop only has booze. And the movie's like, oh shit, yeah, that reminds me. Because the preppy kid wanders out of the woods the next day, kicking a bunch of empties. And he's stumbling around kind of drunk along the lake's edge. And he goes back to the cabin with the rag over his mouth. Thank Christ. Yeah. And he finds the remains of his (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Yup. And he goes through the cabin taking in all the carnage. And then he cries and keeps shouting, I made it! I knew it! Yeah. As the music swells and he goes outside. Jake, he is he is us now currently in 2021. Oh, don't say that, Vin. <laughs> because as he raises his arms in triumph, a bunch of cops come and shoot him to death. Like this is the fucking end of Night of the Living Dead. Oh. I think it would have this scene would have been a little bit funnier if he was just like, I made it. And because he knows, like, you know. Stoner friend's dead, and he finally drinks, like, a glass of water. And he's like, I won the bet. (laughs) Oh, man. He knows what won him. But anyways, the cops toss his dead body on the fire. Then the main cop's like, hey, you got rid of Ryder Strong, right? The kid cop's like, yeah, that's right. I handled it. Now they light up the bodies, and then they go to, (laughs) I assume, light the cabin on fire, too. And we see some kids go into the river to get some water, put it in a big bucket, and then we cut to Strong's dead body over by the shore that I assume they can see from where they're standing. He's literally, like, right next to him. I'm pretty sure that one kid, like, looked him dead in his eye. <laughs> now, I think it's pretty hilarious that Kid Cop's like, don't worry, I'll get rid of this diseased asshole, and then tosses him right in the water <laughs> supply. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all he cares about is the party, man. Yeah, it's not a fun party if everyone's kids coming off. That's true. Unless. Yeah, so these kids are fucking gathering water for their lemonade stand. And, like, you know, they show up and, sure enough, they're related to that southern Santa. Yeah, he's like, oh, these kids are selling all this <laughs> lemonade. It's probably going to get us all sick or something. <laughs> <laughs> as the cops come up to drink it so we're like yeah they're gonna get theirs yeah then he fucking he drinks one and he's like come on boys let's all drink it <laughs> everyone all together now <laughs> oh boy Vinny, i wish that was the end of it but then a group of black people approach i am not kidding <laughs> and southern santa goes inside alarms and are walking going off after him yes and he grabs the rifle and he says, I polished this for you. So, ha, 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 we misunderstood his racism, although only slightly, because then he says, sup, N-words. And they all go like, yeah, what's up, my N-word? And they fist bump and, I mean, Vinny, that's the fucking joke. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> And then this turns into a hoot nanny outside as everyone comes together to play some country music and drink their poison lemonade. Yeah, that's right. They're all celebrating by drinking that fucking dirty lemonade. And it's over! Jake, it's, not, Jake, it's not even just dirt. Listen, can I just say, like, eh, folks, it's not even dirty just because of the writer strong fucking, like, you know, it coming it's coming from a just a dirty river like come on yeah it's like river lemonade they don't have any fucking wells where they're at yeah there's leaves floating in that fucking thing like come on well it'd be fair Vin. a river better than like you know a stagnant pond 
That's yeah, actually that's true with no circulation. Yeah, yeah. If you catch it midstream, it's pretty clean. But anyways, Vinny, we've gotten through this a little bit harder than some. Yeah, some you folks won't know, but it's yeah, this is hopefully go- you won't know. This, but... is, this is going to suck. At any rate, Vinny, you selected the movie. It falls upon you to ask me the eternal question. Please go. Big brother. Mm-hmm. Did I scare you? No. No. Definitely not. This movie used to bother me more when I was younger. I used to find... I have a, a problem with diseases. Like, that's something that made me very scared when I was younger. Having gone through a year and a half of, like, <laughs> facing down the possibility of dying, I guess I'm like, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> but... Yeah, I feel like now that we've gone through that tunnel i can watch this movie and be like all right you know what i feel like i've seen some pretty fucked up shit so i'm ready to see some other fucked up shit yeah it's just like yeah whatever no dog's gonna rip my face off yeah i gotta say like years ago when i watched this movie it really bothered me it fucked me up all right Vinny. uh so didn't scare you either that's what we're we're going with here no not nearly as much as it used to like it bothered me listen folks it bothered me so bad that i did not drink water for like a week that's that's just weird i just refused Vinny, um do you think it's a good movie yeah Uh, i I mean like outside of like the choice words that they've put on some of these characters like if you just if they didn't say the fucking things they said and like you know dropping gay and like you know all those other words that you don't use these days like i i think that it it could have been a better movie yeah it like the scene where he's fingering her thigh really wigs me out it's fucked up it's Um. it's fucked up but hey that scene it's it definitely sticks with you after all these years. I do think the movie captures how people would react in contagious situations well. I think that's all very well done. I think, obviously, there's some images in this that have they've lasted for a long time. So there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why it's like it's still... It's still talked. I mean, clearly we bring it up today, but I mean, I feel like this movie's brought up still a lot. Yeah, and then there's other stuff that's like it's kind of over the top and like funny, like yeah, 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 yeah the deer yeah. kicking through the windshield and the guy with the harmonica in his throat, like that's still funny to me. So, yeah, I think uh, it's notable. I mean, you know, if you're able to get past the stuff that's like annoying about it then yeah it's okay it's it's pretty good still hmm. i think good nice all right moving on to our stuff then all right Vinny, if you were any character in this movie who would you be <laughs> i <laughs> i fucking um boy i really think i would <laughs> if i think i would probably be the party guy the party cop why i'd be the party cop because i feel like they've just been like just that where he ditches like yeah right a strong i'll take care of you and he just dumps his body in the fucking river 
I've been known to be like, yeah, sure, it's good enough. And then, you know, you cut away and it's like half-ass done. I bet you he was still alive when he talked to her, too. Like, yeah, you wanted water. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, please, too much <coughs> water. And he's just like, listen, you'll figure it out, man. Listen, I got a party to go to down the street, all right? If you could make it after you're done drinking, we both could party. Yeah, I think I'm definitely Joey Kern because I would pretty much immediately also be like, hey, how about none of you get fucking close to me as I march off into the woods? I wanted to pick that, but I was like, you know what? I kind of want to... I don't want to stare my myself down in pandemic mode anymore. <laughs> Just don't right. want to live that life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get past it. All right, Vinny, what is your most gifable moment? There's some... <laughs> I mean, him dumping Listerine on his dick's pretty fucking. <laughs> what would you use that for, Finn? Get myself super clean. All right. I don't know that that's a good enough answer, but I'm not going to press you any further on that. I think if someone was just like, you, did you get your mouth washed today? <laughs> I feel like her shaving her skin off is like an actual gift that people use. So him flip, uh, you know what? Another good one. Ryder Strong's pretty good at flipping bodies, so you got two of them. Him flipping the fucking dude in the reservoir, the charred skeleton, and then him flipping blonde pigtails. Yeah, I feel like him slamming the shovel into her face is probably the one I'd go with, just to be like. Yeah, fucking shot from Boy Meets World is done with this. Where's Boy Meets World? She's smashing her face in. Oh, I got it, Jake. I got it. The cutaway of the homeless guy running through the forest on fire. Maybe. <laughs> That's Finny, at some point when he's covered in blood while they were filming, Ryder Strong wandered off and he found a group of girls who screamed when they saw him because he looked like he was covered in blood. And then screamed even louder when they were like, oh my god, he's shot for Boy Meets World. <laughs> That's good, too. Oh, man. Can I... <laughs> you know what would be great? If there was, like, a cut of, like, the homeless guy running through the forest on fire. And then he runs to jump into the reservoir to put himself out. Except it quick cuts to uh, Christopher Lloyd and Dennis the Menace. And he hits the dock instead. <laughs> Red car, good <laughs> note, Finn. Alright, I think that's probably gonna do it for us for Cabin Fever, so you know, make of it what you will. Yeah, watch Vinny, it if you want. Vinny, do we have any mail for this week? I'm gonna double check, but I think we all know what the answer is, unfortunately. Prognosis is doubtful. <laughs> yeah, prognosis is is basically nada we got nothing folks all right well in the unlikely event that people did want to mail us uh email us finn where could where could they do so and do so at our email at disbypod at gmail.com that's disbypod at gmail.com okay and i think what about if instead they wanted to reach us at twitter or instagram twitter is disbypod and Instagram is Did I Scare You Pod. 
and please check us out and uh, send us a message. Mm-hmm. That would be lovely. Very. Now, Vinny, uh, I don't think we have anything else to get to this week, so I guess it's time for me to pick the movie for next week. Mm-hmm. I had some thoughts about possibly going back to a more modern pick and something more independent, but Vinny, I've decided to coin our phrase here. We will be continuing our summer of scares. <laughs> summer of scares? Okay. <laughs> and we'll be going back to the late 90s, and we will be watching... I don't know if you would call it a classic exactly, but we will be watching I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, God. Where is it streaming? I don't know, but you could probably figure it out. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, I guess, yeah, I'm going to finally get around to watching that one. I've also never seen it, but I have a lot of thoughts about those actors and other movies that I'm sure we'll get to. Oh, yeah, no, just tune into that episode, folks. You're just oozing with 90s out of that one. Yeah, and I've done a lot of work on Freddie Prince Jr. movies that I guess we can get to. Swim fan? No, what? That's <laughs> Jesse Bradford. What the... He looks like Freddie Prince Jr. You have face blindness like that dude on Arrested Development. <laughs> You're looking at a fucking Ebu going like Lindsay. Jake, I'll have you know, bringing up Swin Fan, it's it's relative because the blonde's uh, brother in that movie is Stoner Guy. Oh shit! <laughs> well. No more talk about Swim Fan. Uh, that's going to probably do it for us this week. Uh, a thank you as always to Rebel Escape Pod for letting us use their song Monster for our intro and outro. Please check them out on Spotify. And you have been listening to Did I Scare You? And I have been your host, Jake Albrecht. I am his co-host and America's little brother, Vin. Same last name. And hey, thanks for the ride, lady. How you doing, lady? Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Yeah.